This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. One day trade. One plays scratch-offs. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. If they still work here, you can bet they're in the bend. Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. The thing about football in terms of winning football, you can you can do a lot of things well and we are, and you can be really close and not look good, you know, and obviously we've got to score more than 10 points. I mean, that's something that we... We're very capable of doing what we should have done. We should have separated early in the game, and we didn't do it because we didn't do the things we needed to do. We didn't protect the football. Uh, it would have been great to be 3-0 in the division on the road, but we didn't get it done. You know, We didn't do what we needed to do to win the game. Uh, the next one up is this one, and if we could come out of here 4-2, you know, that'd be great. It's a fine line you know, between good and great and, and breaking bad. That's the difference in terms of uh, any kind of competition. So you know, the idea is we're, we're a good football team. You know, we're capable of being great. And, you know, let's go to work and do the things we need to do, every little detail, to take that next step and become a great football team. And you do that week by week. I believe I'm adapting well, making checks, you know, hand my guys in the numbers, letting those guys catch and run. Um, what I've been trying to practice on, you know, throughout this process with um, having a new system. But just got to be more consistent, all of us. Lamar Jackson yesterday meeting with the media over in London as the Ravens get ready for the Tennessee Titans coming up Sunday morning. 9.30 hour time. I believe it's a five-hour difference. So that would be, what, 1.30? 10, 11, 12. Wait a minute. 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2 o'clock. Their time. Thanks for helping out, Nolan. As you saw me struggling there. But 2 o'clock, 2.30, their time. Ravens looking to bounce back from a tough L. And a tough L it was because you heard John Harbaugh say, Look, we had a chance to go 3-0 and on the road, 3-0 and in the division, and we let it slip away. Ten points in this league is not going to get it done for the most part. And he understands that. We heard Lamar talking about the offense, still trying to find its way minus key components. And I'm not making excuses for Lamar Jackson. A lot of people do, but I'm not trying to make excuses for him. They lost their best running back first game. Didn't even make it through the first game, J.K. Dobbins. Then Justice Hill, he got hurt, so he missed time. Odell Beckham Jr., who's more of a fancy name than he is a fancy player at this time, he's been dealing with an ankle issue. Rashad Bateman missed a game with a hamstring. Ronnie Stanley missed two games. Then came back on Sunday and was still laboring, it seemed. Tyler Linderbaum, your starting center, missed a game. Every team deals with injuries. But when we talk about this new Todd Munkin offense and wanting to see it start to 
percolate and reach its peak and scare teams, be more creative and deceptive than they've been in the past. Well, it hasn't been the case. Is it because of injuries? Absolutely, as a part of it. You don't think J.K. Dobbins would be a prominent part of what they're doing every Sunday in that lineup? But the drop passes that we went back to, and you heard John Harbaugh talk about, and you heard during Joe LaCroix's update, seven. Unacceptable. Three of them, to my tally, would have been touchdowns. Andrews and Bateman literally in the end zone. And Nelson Aguilar running down the sideline with at least five feet separating him and the defender went right through his hands. And if you really want to nitpick Zay Flowers, the one he dropped in the first quarter, at the very least, he's getting some serious yak yards pushing his way to the goal line. So those drop passes doomed him on Sunday. But, you know, reading the story today in the Baltimore Sun and in the Athletic and in the the Baltimore Banner, try to read as much as I can. ESPN.com. The Ravens prior to Sunday hadn't really been dropping the ball. That was an aberration, we guess. I mean, it's a bad one. One of the worst drop pass days in football in 10 years. And it did cost you victory. Probably because they should have been blowing the Steelers out at halftime. Don't want to stress on that. Ravens have fumbled a lot, too. And Lamar Jackson, if you've been reading about the game, He's fumbled seven times this year. The bigger issue is they've lost four of them. And that's huge. So ball security has been an issue. Go back to the, I got two that stand out to me. The Kenyon Drake one against the Colts as you're already up early and you're about to thump them. Seemed as though the Ravens were about to score again, take Big-time early control of that game. Kenyon Drake fumbled. And then last week against Pittsburgh, Justice Hill did the same thing. He doesn't fumble. They're at midfield-ish and probably about to put together a scoring drive in some capacity. So we sit here and lament the Ravens being only 3-2. and two. And we could talk in other, hey, you don't want to be the Giants, do you? One in four. You don't want to be a scrub team. Getting annihilated weekly bases. Of course not. Difference is, even though the Giants and the Vikings, among others, had playoff runs last year, some brief, some at least won a game. I think the Ravens' expectations were much higher than both of those teams. And I'm not saying that they won't achieve success because there's, what, 12 games left? Some big games at that? And you're still 2-1 and one in the division with two of those games, one on the road, with three more coming here at a M&T Bank Stadium. But I'm looking at the AFC and the AFC North in particular. We were talking about it yesterday with Ryan Wilson. What, what do we know? And I think he said it perfectly. That's why he's a highly regarded writer. 
and radio personality and podcaster. But let's be honest, everybody's got a podcast. Nolan has a podcast. You have a podcast, Nolan? Just out of curiosity. Used to. You did? What happened? I gave up on that dream a long time ago. What was it, last week? <laughs> no, no, no. A couple of years ago. Okay. Maybe we can get something started for you here. But I think we know less about the AFC North through five weeks than we knew going into the year. Deshaun Watson hasn't practiced. And they've got San Francisco this week. And if he doesn't play, the line's already gone up to seven. It started at what, like five and a half, one up to six yesterday. Now it's up to seven. So the odds makers, Vegas, I guess, feeling as though he's not going to play. So if he doesn't play, they're going to get spanked in all likelihood. We saw what the Ravens did to them two weeks ago. And this is with all due respect, Ricky Bobby style to Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. But that defense? No Nick Chubb, too? I don't know. Bengals have Seattle. And we'll do our picks tomorrow. We'll pick Thursday Night Football later in the show. But I don't think Cincinnati's a lock to win their game against the Seahawks, who have won three in a row since they lost to the Rams in the opener. By the way, two of those wins on the road. I know Joe Burrow looked good against Arizona. Can he duplicate that against the Seahawks, D? Not that they're the Legion of Boom. Matter of fact, they're far from it. Can they stop Kenneth Walker? I think Cincinnati's got their hands full, too. Only team that's going to escape defeat this week's Pittsburgh because they got to buy. So the Ravens would win. And we talked about it yesterday, and we'll get into it as the show goes on. This might be a must-win situation for them. For one, you don't want to lose two in a row at any point in the season. And if they lose this game, then they've lost three out of four as we really start to check numbers. So you definitely don't want to do that either. But if you win four-point favorites, and players practicing today, which we'll get to. And with the other teams in interesting situations themselves, Cincinnati loses, for instance, they're two and four. Cleveland loses, they're two and three. Ravens win with Pittsburgh off. Ravens moved first place. And they got Detroit coming to town, who's a really good team. So I think this is a must win. Not saying their season. Don't want to, all right, don't overblow it. If they lose, they're not eliminated from the playoffs. That's must win, per se. But if they win, they kind of regain the position of strength depending on the outcomes of the other games. You're following along, aren't you? It's video at Haiti 1057 The Fed. Total request Thursday. Pick the songs. We'll play them at 410-583-1057 starting at 11 o'clock. Get your votes in. Featured Artist Friday. That reveal coming up later in the show. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. We got a lot to get to. Damon Evans joining us. Maryland AD, 1030. Big 10 media day for basketball a couple of days ago. Terps, two players on the preseason. All Big 10 team. Not in any top 25s yet, but expectations are high. Kevin Willard said the incoming freshman class is the best one he's ever had. Let me stress that. He's ever had. Not Maryland's ever had. He's ever had. Which is good. 
because they got a lot of returning. I mean, Jameer Young, uh, Julian Reese are all Big Ten guys, junior and a senior. You like the upperclassmen uh, flavor there for sure. So we'll talk about that. And Maryland hosting Illinois homecoming at CQ Stadium, 3.30 kickoff. Terps 14-point favorites. Top L at Ohio State trying to bounce back. And if Maryland wins and six wins, makes them bowl eligible, which is great, but no longer acceptable. They're striving for more. And Damon Evans, Damon Evans himself will explain that. Brandon Hyde, Michael Elias meeting with the media coming up at 11 o'clock. And we'll have that for you because obviously I can't make it because I'm here. But we're going to hear what they have to say. And I'm sure the assembled masses are going to ask questions. Tough ones about, you know, you got free agents. Flaherty, Gibson, Hicks, Frazier, Fuji. Before we get to a break, Nolan, of those, Flaherty, Gibson, Hicks, Frazier, Fuji. One, you got to pick one. Who's the one you want back? Probably Gibson. Although I don't think there's enough room for him, but I do think he's probably the best out of that group. You don't want Fuji back? <laughs> no. You're setting me up here. <laughs> so we'll have Orioles talk. Uh, baseball playoffs are rolling. Hey, Dodgers get eliminated last night. Two nights ago, the Orioles get their asses kicked by Texas. And it's like, well, they're young. They ran into a buzzsaw. Dodgers lose again in the divisional round. Get swept. Never even led in the series. I was reading uh, social media and listening to some national pundits. Something needs to be done about this playoff. For How in God's name? Can you do blah, blah, blah. Dodgers lose. Changes need to be made. Orioles lose. Oh, oh, they were young and inexperienced, and they ran into a buzzsaw. L.A. loses again. We're changing the landscape. My question is, and I have a theory, is how you could change the playoff format where winners don't have to wait a week, basically, to play. But we'll get into that and more. It's Total Request Thursday. Bob Haney, Nolan McGraw. Get in here. We're talking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening as Hyder would say the bobster and the vin man i like our guys Vinny and haney 105.7 the fan 
I don't second guess how we handled it. I think we handled it appropriately, and I think that we did everything we could during those five days. Uh, we were pretty beat up at the end of this regular season, and so I felt like the guys needed a few days off. I, like I said, I don't think we need five. All right. To Brandon Hyde, not making excuses. Just felt as though five days off might not have been ideal for his team, who offensively especially had been kind of slumping in the last week or so in September. Dodgers lose last night, Arizona. Diamondbacks hit four home runs in the 13. We'll get into that. We got chin music coming your way later on in the show. But what are you going to do to change the playoff format? Uh, Look, Atlanta's up against it as they get clobbered by Philadelphia last night. You have six teams now in each league. There's 30 teams in Major League Baseball, and we keep talking, and I'm a traditionalist as much as I used to think I am. you got to roll with the changes. By the way, that was, um, what was the name of that band? The harmonica playing guy. The, damn, I can't remember what it is. Total Quest Thursday. Blues Traveler. Thank you. Total Quest Thursday. Pick a song, play it. Get your votes in Featured Artist Friday. That reveal coming up about three and a half hours. I like tradition in baseball, but you also like the drama and the excitement that comes with the final week of the season where teams are still around. And as long as your team's in it, it's kind of all that matters. I mean, hockey, NBA, uh, football, they've all, NCAA tournament has gone from 32 to 48 to 60, whatever it is now. 68, I guess. I don't know. Can't keep track anymore. Keep expanding because it adds more teams, adds more interest, brings more money because there's more games to televise, and it's all about the cash, man. Everything's about money, especially in sports for the most part because the revenue dictates, you know, and why do you think ESPN's got all the bowl games and U.S. Open tennis and the Masters and all because they spend more. They're blowing everybody. They don't care if they can't reach 100% of their audience share. They want the money. They want 100% of them billions of dollars. But what do you do to change the playoff format to make it fair? Air quotes. Nolan, get in here because I'm going to show you something. Well, I'm going to try to explain something. And it might be wrong. I mean, I don't know how I'm talking about. You have six in each league, right? How are you going to make it if you're Brandon Hyde? or Dave Roberts, or maybe soon to be Brian Snicker. Like, um, well, you know, play 162 games, you achieve this success, you, you you earn things. Number one seed in a buy is something you usually want. More of a football kind of thing, but it is what it is. And even back in the day, you had the best record in the NFL because it was only four teams in the playoffs. You had to play. It didn't have, then they added the wild card round, and et cetera, et cetera, where we are now. You either have to eliminate two teams from baseball, and then the, the three division winners and the best wild card team, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get right into it two days later. Or you add two more teams, and then you have eight, and then all, all eight teams. Number one plays, you know what I mean? You got to figure things out. Then you got to get into reseeding. Forget about division, best record plays. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then 
on that one. So you got one plays eight, whatever, two, seven. You get the, you know, you're better at math than I am. Can't be three out of five. You don't want the playoffs going until mid-November. Hey, the World Series ends the week before Thanksgiving. <laughs> November 15th, check out World Series Game 7. By the way, Dallas playing this team on Thanksgiving next week. You don't want that. Wouldn't be feasible. And from a weather standpoint, it would be an absolute disaster say it's happening in Baltimore. So it'd have to be best of three series and then say the Orioles, Dodgers, Braves lose in two straight. Well, how can a team that won 100 games only get two games to keep their season alive? You know, am I, I'm trying to think, but nothing's happening. Well, so you, yeah. you either eliminate two or you add two. Adding two, I would say don't give the league any ideas. I'm right, because sure now more than that. half the teams in the league literally would make the playoffs. I'm sure Which they would is the that. most unbaseball like thing of all time. Right. But I think no matter what you do, someone is going to be at a disadvantage. I mean, it was the old system having a one-game wild card was unfair. You know, if we had that system this year, the Rays, after all their success in the regular season, now they got two cracks at it. They still got swept. But to go home after winning that many games in one night isn't fair. But I don't know. I mean, having a division winner also be in a best-of-three series like the Twins. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily fair. Right. And, you know, they did roll through Toronto. Then they, you know, got housed last night by Houston. So I don't think there's a perfect scenario unless you just want to go old school. Best record in the American League plays the best record in the National League, which they would never do. By the way, the history of baseball over the 100 bazillion years it's been existing have had teams win 100 games that didn't even make the playoffs. 93 Giants won 103 games, didn't get in. 1980 Orioles won 100. So it's happened. And teams with lesser records have achieved success. It's just part of the luck, part of the team playing better than you at that particular time. Whatever changes you can make to, you know, Brandon Hyde lamenting the fact five days off is unnecessary. When are you planning on playing? And you can do simulated games. And John Means got hurt or experienced elbow soreness in one of them. I mean, what's the solution other than eliminating teams or adding teams? Now, during the Orioles-Rangers broadcasts early in the series, they were kind of kicking around ideas. And I think the one they brought up was, okay, the wild card winner of that series doesn't get any time off before they jump back into the divisional series. Oh, you got to play the next day. The next day. But then that cuts, you know. So this year, for example, instead of the Orioles waiting for Saturday, slide it up to Friday. Because you still got to leave Thursday for a possible game three. Which, by the way, is essentially the all-star break. Mm -hmm. Because there's five days off. I mean, you play Sunday. You don't play again until Friday. Now the importance of the first game after the break versus the playoff game significantly different but it's not like it's this thing that is foreign to the players and then you wonder okay what kind of difference does a day make i mean is it really a big difference between four days five days in the grand scheme of things here i mean i don't know i'm not the one dealing with an ac joint that brian mountcastle was who probably appreciated the extra couple of days off i mean you lost dodgers lost again 
Oriole fans may have lamented it. Brandon High, we just heard he did. But now it's becoming more of a national narrative because the Dodgers lost. Oh, my God. Something needs to be done. Yeah, the Dodgers, they went 100 games. They never even led in the series. I mean, the Orioles only led, what, once? And that was on Sunday when Hicks drove in the two in the first. It's that's why they, it's the playoffs and it's sudden death and it's or whatever it is. It's just it's an unfortunate situation if your team loses. I mean, Houston had a bye, right? Right. I don't hear anybody whining about them. Well, it would be interesting. Oh, if, I got experience. If uh, <laughs> L.A., Atlanta, and the Orioles, right, all three of those supposed juggernauts from the regular season were kind of dismissed quickly. Okay. Atlanta putting up most of the fight here, or the biggest fight out of the three. Right, and for the Dodgers and Braves, too, Nolan, that's two years in a row. Mm-hmm. They lose in this divisional round after having that break. So, I mean, if it's a multi-year trend, you know, if this continues for another year or two where the wildcard teams are really, you know, kind of cruising through the divisional series, then I think you might have to reevaluate. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, 48 hours ago, wasn't that big a deal? Now it's a huge deal nationally. It's Vinny at 81057 The Fan. If you're on the phone, hang tight. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off. Damon Evans joining us next. Athletic Director, University of Maryland. Terps hosting Illinois Saturday. You can hear that game, 1057 The Fan. Maryland 5-1, and one, trying to get bowl eligible, which is great. I mean, they won two straight bowl games. Now you're trying to level up. Are they capable of doing? What did Saturday's loss to Ohio State show us? If anything, I think Saturday's game, 14-point favorites, is big. Also, talk about Big Ten Basketball Media Day for the men. Kevin Willard, excited about his team. Should he be? There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. The latest sports news and your place to talk about it. Always. 1057 The Fan. Video at Haiti 1057 The Fan. Total request Thursday. Pick the songs we're playing. 410-583-1057 is the number. Cars for you. Rico Kasich, of course, from Baltimore. Rock Roll Hall of Famers. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. Terps. Hosting Illinois, 3.30 Saturday. You can hear that game, 105.7 The Fed. Maryland looked to get bowl eligible with a win. Here to talk about that. What's going on with the men's basketball team is media day. 
couple of days ago, Kevin Willard and others meeting with the assembled masses there. He's the athletic director, University of Maryland, joins us every Thursday on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back Damon Evans. Damon, good morning. What's going on? Hey, man, we're just living a life here over in College Park. You got to do what you got to do, Damon. That's what my dad always told me. But let's talk about Saturday's loss to Ohio State. We talked about it last week. I mean, no longer moral victories acceptable here in College Park and certainly with Maryland football. Up 10 zip. All right, we can get into the thing that happened at the end of the half. But then you come out and take the lead in the third quarter. So, all right, moral victories aside, what positives did you take away from the performance? Unfortunately, it was a loss, but certainly a respectable loss at that. Well, I like the way that we came out initially. We came out, uh, defense was playing extremely well. We were able to put some points on the board uh, there, which was significant for us when you're in a hostile environment against the number four team uh, in the country, and we, we held our own. And then I, I really liked when we started the second half off. We we went right down the field and scored a touchdown, and and what I felt all day long, I felt like we could move the ball on them. We ran the ball well. We were throwing the ball. We were mixing up some plays. But when you're playing a team like Ohio State, you can't make the mistakes that we made. And we made too many mistakes. You mentioned one of them, the fact that we didn't get the field goal at the end of the half. We missed two uh, fourth down conversions. We had a couple of interceptions there, just to name a few. And when you're playing against uh, top caliber competition, those things will bite you in the you-know-what, and that's what happened to us. Look, self-inflicted damage is there, and you mentioned a lot of it, and we were all watching the game, and a lot of us were frustrated with what we were seeing, but played them tight last year, Ohio State, that is, in College Park, beating them in the second half last week in Columbus. Whatever gap there may have been talent-wise, Damon, how much has it closed in the last couple of years here? I think we've closed the gap. You know, I, you know, Locks has done a good job. We've talked about how we continue to make progress in this conference. We got to beat the teams that we're supposed to beat and start passing teams. So I like the progress that we've made, but make no mistake about it. I want to win uh, at the end of the day. Uh, I want to beat the Ohio States. I want to beat the Penn States. I want to beat the Michigans. Playing them close is good, uh, but winning is much, much better. And, and that's the expectation that I have and we have. Now, for Saturday, uh, Maryland favored by 14, not that that matters, but a litmus test game perhaps in the sense where, all right, you go on the road, you lose a tough one, now you come back home, take it on the team you're supposed to beat and you know beat rather handily. And Maryland going into Saturday, as you know, Damon, had won every game by at least 18 points. Wins win, that's all that matters, of course, but does Maryland need to blow them out, air quotes, to, to prove that, you know, there's no lingering hangover from what happened in Columbus last week. We need to come out and take care of business. Uh, that's what we need to do. Uh, at the end of the day, I want to win. A lot of times when you win a game, people don't remember the score. It's the fact that you won the game. Uh, would it be nice to do it in an impressive fashion? Absolutely. I'd like to see our team play a complete game in all three phases of the game limit some of the mistakes that we had this uh, past weekend. And if we do that, we're going to have a really, really good performance. But at the end of the day, 
the goal is to get away with a win and not to underestimate Illinois. Brett Bielema is going to have them ready to play. Uh, they're a formidable opponent, just like the other opponents that we face. And, and we better not think that we can just roll our helmets out there and that we're going to win the game. David Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland. Terps taking on Illinois this coming Saturday, 3.30. And here the game, 105.7 The Fan. But as we talked about uh, last week, you know, Fox, this is another NBC game. Have you been feeling any kind of feedback from this national TV attention that Maryland football has been getting so far this year? Well, this, this shows the strength of our television deal. Uh, we've got some great partners. You know, as you unveil something new, uh, bring something new to bear, uh, you always wonder how it's going to play out. NBC has done a tremendous job. Their coverage, uh, their first class, their first-rate operation, and the, the fact that we've had the opportunity to play three times on NBC, also once on Fox, being on that national stage is significant so people could see who we are uh, we can grow our brand. So I'm excited about the fact that we, we get to play on an, uh, in front of a nationally televised audience. Again, I want to take care of business uh, first and foremost and uh, let people know that Maryland is for real. Damon, let's get to basketball men in particular. Media day earlier this week as uh, Kevin Willard and all the coaches obviously in the conference met with said media. Two Maryland players made the preseason uh, all Big Ten team in Julian Reese and Jameer Young. Uh, Kevin Willard said this is the best recruiting class he's ever had as a head coach. Right now, outside of Purdue, Michigan State, not a lot of Big Ten teams getting preseason top 25 buzz. What are your early impressions of the talent that Willard has put together here? Willard has done a really, really good job of reloading this team. The freshman class is very, very impressive. When you take a look at Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jamie Kaiser and Jonathan Lamont, excited about those guys. But you just have to be excited. In college basketball, I've always uh, thought that when you have experience, when you have age, uh, that really bodes well for you, and we have that. When you look at Jameer uh, coming back and you look at Dante coming back and you look at Juju being a junior, we we got two fifth-year seniors and a Juju uh, and Juju who is a junior in, in our starting lineup, which that experience will really help us moving forward. And then I'm excited about some of the transfers. Man, you talk about Jordan Geronimo and, and, and Maddie. Uh, to go along with Jahari, and, and we got Noah. We've really got a, a, a very, very talented team that works extremely hard and that's coached at a high level. Now, Damon, I know you've talked with us before about the uh, the non-conference schedule, wanting to toughen it up a little bit. You mean Villanova, UCLA, it's going to be conference rivals here starting next year. Are, are you satisfied with the non-conference slate heading into the Big Ten season? Scheduling is always a, a, a tough balance. Obviously, we've got some really, really good opponents on the road with Villanova and UCLA. I don't think anybody can complain about that. Right. You know, obviously, some fans are wanting to see those types of games at home. It's just trying to balance uh, the schedule, and, and Willard does a good job at that. We'll get some of those games uh, back here in Xfinity in the coming years. And this is just one of those years in which it was tricky. But uh, I'm excited about the opportunities before this this team. And we just got to go out there and take care of business and show and show the country what Maryland's all about. This is a chance for us to start getting back to where Maryland basketball should be. And I, and I think this is an elite program, and, and we'll start showing people that. Damon Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland. Damon, it is a big day coming up Saturday against Illinois, but what else is happening in College Park this weekend? Well, you know, the exciting thing about Saturday is it's homecoming. And it's, it, I think we're celebrating the 
100 years of homecoming here. There are going to be a lot of festivities, different events uh, going on. And to have so many alums back and former players on campus is, is just a great uh, celebration. So I'm looking forward to that. But we've got a lot of sports going on right now with field hockey uh, being ranked number 10 in the country. They're 10-3. and three. Got some big games coming up this week against number 16, Michigan, and number 9, Ohio State. Volleyball is 13-5. and five. And got to give a shout-out to that team for beating number 16, Minnesota, this past week. Uh, that's the first uh, ever win after 18 losses to Minnesota, so it's a big thing. Now we got to play number one Wisconsin, so the road only gets tougher. And our our men's soccer program's coming off of two wins. Women's soccer's out of Nebraska, cross countries in Virginia, and we're getting wrestling underway. So if you want to come down and check out some wrestling, come see us. We got a lot of things happening here in College Park. All right, David, it's Total Request Thursday. What one here? Let's let's hear Strike It Up by Black Box. There you go. Nolan McGraw's down with that. Damon Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland. Damon, appreciate the time as always. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, my friend. You got it. Damon Evans, everybody. We'll come back. Reset. If you're on the phones, you're next. Ravens in London taking on the Titans as four-point favorites. Would you view this as a must-win game? How would you change the baseball format because the Orioles lost and Brandon High was upset? Dodgers lose. The whole world's losing their minds because of the long break for winning 100 games. Maryland against Illinois, 14-point favorites. Anything you want to do, we're doing it here on The Fan. Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 1057 The Fan. News from the Nest coming up top of the hour. Ravens in London taking on the Titans as four point favorites. Getting all of that and more. Also, got Melissa Kim joining us later in the show. Get her thoughts on the upcoming game against Tennessee. Remember, it's a 9.30 Eastern time kickoff. We will be at Sports and Social at Maryland Live Casino for pints, pancakes, and pigskin. Starting at 6 o'clock with me and Ken Wyman. Baltimore Game Day Uncensored pregame show brought to you by Rice Mirtha Pesaurus. So we're going to be pumped for the game. So will you, Ravens. I think semi-must-win game, not full-on must-win. Must-win means if you lose, your season's over. That sort of thing. But if you lose, you've lost three of four games, and you have lost control, whatever you had left, of the AFC North. Orioles lose, their season comes to an end. Brandon Hyde, Mike Elias meeting with the media coming up at the top of the hour. So we're going to hear from them as the show rolls on. How are you going to change the playoff format? Brandon Hyde didn't like the five days off. Neither did the Dodgers. And I guess it looks like the Braves might not like it much either because two years in a row, it looks like those two teams will not even make it to the league championship series. Let's go to Rashawn in Baltimore. Rashawn, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, Bob? A little of this, a little of that. How about you? Yeah, I'm all right, man. Last night, man, I was packing my Orioles getaway. Whoa, for whoa, the winners, whoa. Man. Well, I have, uh, no. I don't know about you, and I've seen you, and you, uh, you, uh, you do, uh, you wear the uh, authentic stuff. Not that there's wrong with inauthentic, anything wrong with it, but I got a lot of stuff, and I don't just like throwing it in bags. <laughs> so I like to treat it with, uh, with care. And I'm always wearing an Oriole hat or a shirt at some point. 12 months a year. So if you're packing away, I'm sure you got a lot of packing to do. What are you breaking yeah. out, your Ravens or your Cowboys? Uh, well, breaking out the Ravens and the Cowboys. And um, I started breaking out more of the Ravens stuff because I had to pack, you know, going across the pond this weekend. 
Oh, you're going? Yeah, I'm going. Um, I gotta get. I gotta see the win over there. Last time it was. It was. It didn't go our way, as you know. It was ugly. So, um, yeah, it was very ugly. But uh, I kind of wish this game was actually in Tennessee. You know, because uh, London is cool, but it's just like a cleaner New York City, and I'm not really a New York City person. You know, oh, but I hear um, what you're saying. Well, have a safe trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I will, man. And um, hopefully they can contain Derrick Henry, man. He don't run over top of us. And uh, I hope they can catch the ball, too. Yeah. Number one, you know, catch the ball. But uh, I'm, I'm sure Harbaugh got them motivated this week. And um, hopefully they won't disappoint us, man. We come with a W. Much needed W. Must win. Well, he so. said, you know, yesterday, and we'll play coming up top of the hour, he had a meeting with them and expressed the uh, the importance of the game. When you have a 45-minute team meeting, obviously uh, issues are uh, – or addressed and uh, hopefully rectified. I mean, you can talk about them in a in a meeting room all you want. So in the field where you have to take care of business for sure. Right, right. And um, plus they they flew out there what, straight from Pittsburgh, right? So they've been they've been gone since Monday. Right? Yeah, they left oh, Monday. Since Monday. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not I'm not sure when Tennessee flew out there, but um, you know, hopefully there's a little advantage for us to get out, get their bodies adjusted and to the weather and the climate and all the other stuff over there. So. Yeah, because last time they left on Thursday, and obviously, as you said, they got blown out. I mean, it was it was an ugly game, and the whole thing just kind of, you know, it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths for many different reasons, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we all know how that went. But uh, All right, man, well, I'll right, right, see you next week. Bob. Well, have fun. Have some fish and chips for me. Yeah, I sure will, Bob. I'm going to make a little ultra if they uh, sell that over there. They probably <laughs> laugh in your face if you ordered one of those over there. <laughs> right. All right, see ya. All right, let's go to Ed Narbutus. Ed, what's happening? Uh, good morning, T. Bob, always enjoy your show, sir. Uh, thank you very much, Ed. Appreciate your time. Um, situational overrides. Two comments in that regard today. One each for the O's and Ravens. For the O's being a lifetime fan, magical season this year, no doubt about it, rivaled only by the 1979 year in my memory when uh, Parker and Stargell and them dudes came to town. Yeah. Um, logical decision recognition as situationals present themselves. O's down late in the first game against Texas, 3-2 to two in the late innings. Um we get the first two runners on, no outs. The paramount concern there is to advance the base runners. It doesn't matter if Babe Ruth stepping in the box. You've got to try a bunt attempt or at least two strikes in playoff ball. Tie the game foremost with the advantage home field hammer at bat to win it later. Tie the game first. Um, Ravens last game, same thing. Underperforming with 10 total miscues. However, Still afforded the opportunity to go up by two scores at the half, 13-3. Steelers would have had to score two touchdowns. The Ravens would have coasted into that fourth quarter, possibly with the lead, hanging on to a lead with a chance to score. Um, The logical thought process decision in all football games played, early points have late game meaning. There's no need to overthink that. Uh, Last thing, Bob. Yeah. And uh, you were – you were uh, adamant about it yesterday. I'm going to follow up what you said yesterday. Um, the Orioles' personal opinion would allow this year's roster town another run at it. Remain patient with the young starters to fully evolve and inquire about only one significant piece to add, Josh Hader. 
What would it take? Make the call early. That's it. Thank you, Bob. All right. Thank you, Ed. And I'm agreeing with him 100%. We talked about it with the Braves yesterday. Now, it didn't go well for their starting pitcher who got clobbered elder. And Strider lost game one. But they're both homegrown guys. Max Freed, who got rocked in game two. I mean, you're probably going, what the hell are you talking about? They traded for him young. He was drafted by the Padres, top 10 pick. Was part of, uh, I think it was Justin Upton trade. But evolved as a member of the Braves organization. Like Braddish in Baltimore, like Santander in Baltimore. So you don't, they brought in Charlie Morton, who's banged up right now. But you get the point. And Charlie Morton, in my opinion, is a little bit better than Kyle Gibson. But you, you supplement your homegrown stuff. And I'll call Braddish homegrown, came in the Bundy trade, but developed into a major leaguer here. You drafted Grayson Rodriguez. He's been called the number one pitching prospect for years. Interesting scenario is what they do with D.L. Hall because, man, he looks so dominant in the bullpen. But he's a starter by trade. He prefers to start. Mike Elias, and I guess he might even talk about this, Coming up here in a couple of minutes when he and Brandon Hyde meet with the media, do you move him back into the starting rotation going down to Sarasota? I mean, you have Povich, who did some really good things for them, but where they have all of this middle infield depth and they have this outfield depth, and with the, the blossoming or the explosion of Basayo as a top 50 prospect, now you have catching depth. I mean, where, where you're lacking depth is in your starting pitching. And the Johnson kid they got in the three-way trade last year at the deadline, he was considered a top prospect coming back from Tommy John surgery, and he pitched towards the end of the year. I I, I think we're, me, just speaking for myself, I think we're kind of underestimating the potential of the in-home in guys starting rotation-wise. They need to add someone else. But this is not a deep free agent class. Unless you go Blake Snell, which they're not. I think Josh Hader, however, at the back end of the bullpen is paramount because Felix Batista's gone for next season. I'm not comfortable with Cano. I mean, Nolan, I think, is going to drive Fuji to BWI to get him out of Baltimore. I want D.L. Hall back in the rotation, maybe. Josh Hader, the Orioles drafted him originally 10 years ago, he's only 29. Multiple-time All-Star. Traded him in the old Bud Norris deal. Remember that one? Way back when? And Bud Norris did help the Orioles win the East. Nine years ago. Maybe it's time to... And he's from Old Mill, Millersville, hater. Bring him home. Ain't going to be cheap. But that goes back to what D'Angelo's is willing to spend financially. Maybe there's a budget that Mike Elias gets that he's allowed to spend and how's he going to spend it? Because let's not forget, a lot of dudes are eligible for raises arbitration-wise, too. It's Vinny and Andy, 1057 The Fan. We'll come back. Got news from the Nest. We'll take your phone calls. Got the whip around. Got chin music. Michael Felder is going to be joining us at noon from Stadium Sports. Talk about this weekend's college football fun. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.